Welcome to the return slot of horror. A podcast set in the basement of a video store much like the one from your youth. A place where Mickey, Marika, and Michelangelo hang out after hours, talk about horror films, and can't seem to agree on much other than their love for the genre. So grab a drink, be careful on the stairs, and don't be the last one left in the basement at the end of the night. <laughs> All right, welcome to the return slot of horror. I'm Mickey. I'm Michelangelo. And I'm Marika. As you know, we work here at a video store, and after a long day of work, we like to come down to the basement and discuss a film. These films come from highly personalized and scrupulously curated sections of the store. Anybody can say, hey, here's the horror section. But we go beyond. We have sections, subsections, and sections to the subsections of our sections. If you've been following along through the earlier episodes, you know tonight's film comes from the section Child Fright. Our third and final film in this section is none other than the 1990 classic Arachnophobia. A film that not only was a part of my own child fright, but probably an entire generation of child frights. So before we get into this eight-legged epic, Marika, tell me what you're drinking and why. So today's recommended cocktail is, <clears throat> is called a Movin' to the Country. Now, the first ingredient, of course, is peaches. You can start with fresh peaches that you muddle. You can start with some uh, some peach puree if you'd like. But you do peaches. You find yourself some peachy stuff, lemon juice, bourbon, couple sprigs of mint. Mix all that up. Pop that in a glass with some ice. Voila. It's like you've just moved back to the country. Mmm, that sounds peachy keen. Hey, oh. Not participating in this <laughs> peach thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Michelangelo. Uh, I am drinking uh, uh, appropriately for the film, I believe. Uh, it's, it's a glass of red wine. It's not French. It's Sicilian. Um, and then, of course, uh, a can of liquid death because you have to, right? Yeah, you got to. Um, liquid death does not sponsor the podcast, but hey, we're open to it. Yeah, we would love them. Yeah. And also any vineyards that want to sponsor us or beer companies or sticker companies uh just distribution truck companies that deliver the beers and wines <laughs> i'll take that so uh speaking of beer i'm gonna go with dilbert uh mcclintock and i have a nice miller light here all right <laughs> it is not as fancy as the 1971 with the misprinted label but uh it is it is a miller light in honor <laughs> of dilbert mcclintock perfect and you gotta you, that's a tall boy Oh, boy. Because I wasn't going to buy a six-pack. You can't yeah. buy a single. So I was like, I'm just... But they had these tall boys as singles. So I was like, I'll just do that. So you're drinking one Miller Lite tonight. Drinking one Miller... But I also Perfect. brought, to wash it down, a Duchette's Fresh Squeezed IPA. <laughs> no offense to Miller Lite. Hey, no offense to Miller Lite. Miller Lite may be behind Duchette's. I don't know. But it's not really my choice. But I had to do it for Dilbert. This is for you, Dilbert. Cheers. It is Dilbert, right? <laughs> yeah. It is um, Dilbert McClintock. McClintock. McClintock, yeah. I, I just want to start by, uh, I'll share a little bit of, of my child fright with this, and then I, I'm going to pitch it over to you guys. I have not seen this movie in a long time. 
I remember watching it as a kid and it being one that we regularly would get together with other kids, you know, on your Friday night movie watch with your friends. It would be the one like daring people to get through. And it is spine tingling and it is chilling. And I just remember having a fear from the movie when I was a child, but never really going back to it that much. It wasn't one that I you know, would circle back around like some of the others. And it didn't even occur to me that, that I'd want to do this until we had that, that talk. And Michelangelo, you went on about how terrifying spiders are. So I knew I had to do this with somebody that truly has arachnophobia. Because you're evil. Because <laughs> it came from a place, I'm going to tell you, it came from somewhere nefarious. But I'm hoping that it, that it ends in a place really beautiful. At least you're honest about it. <laughs> so Michelangelo, tell me about, about your, your child fright. Um, man, okay. You, you bastard. So this movie uh, I saw when I was a kid. And if you've listened to the previous episodes, you know that I mean, as a kid was not into horror because I was scared of everything. Um, Fraggle Rock included. Um, this movie, I was already had a fear of spiders. And then after this movie, I it kind of like ruined part of my life for a while. I didn't sleep for weeks. Because they're spiders, they're they're like it wasn't like like a, a magical creature or something, right? It, this was like these were real things that I've seen that have already freaked me out. Yeah. Like I could not sleep at night, and I was a little too old to sleep with my parents. So what would happen was I I would like be terrified in my bedroom with my three other brothers, and they were asleep, and then I would get up and go into my parents' bedroom. And my parents would be asleep, and I'd be too scared to wake them up. Because I feel like they that they would get mad at me because I was too old to be scared of spiders. Um, so I would stand there for ten minutes and watch them sleep. Oh my god! <laughs> like, a cre- like a creepy ass. So then your parents developed a phobia, right? <laughs> Michelangelophobia. Uh, <laughs> um, and it, it, like, and then I would like go inevitably go back to bed. I was I was terrified of spiders. I. Once I started working and I started working around 13, um, I would spend my money on buying like uh, raid spider spray. And at the beginning of the every spring, spray the outside of our house. I would uh, hoard those apples. Oh, man, I had them written down and now I can't find where I put it. They're, they're apples you can um, get during the fall. Um, that you don't eat. They're green and bumpy or orange and bumpy. They look like brains, kind of. The listeners might know what I'm talking about, uh, but they are they have compounds in them that are supposed to keep away spiders. Uh, spoiler alert on that. They don't really keep away spiders. I thought they did, so I used to hoard <laughs> them. Um, they do have compounds that do repel insects and spiders, but like they're not concentrated enough to actually work as just the apples anyway. It wasn't until I uh, moved away from home at 18 and moved to New York City and was just bombarded by cockroaches all the time that my relationship with spiders changed, where it was like, oh, spiders are good guys. You know, this movie vilifies them. Um, And when you're a kid watching this movie, you don't understand all of the things in place that like make sense of why these spiders are so aggressive. The fact that it's like this prehistoric spider that comes and he, you know what I mean? Like it's all the things that sort of like, and that the Julian Sands who plays the doctor has this great speech about how like spiders are really good and they kill like 5 million insects per acre or something like that. Um, you don't hold on to those things as a kid. You just, you hold on to the, the like a spider's going to get me and kill me. 
<laughs> and there's nothing I can do to stop them because they're everywhere. I put off watching this movie as long as I could. I kept changing the schedule with you guys. Talk to Allie, my partner. She's, she, it was, I was not a nice guy to be around the day that we ended up watching it because I was getting mad. I was saying, we're going to watch it. Then we're not going to watch. I was like, I was unreasonable. I, this, this was like a, a lot of trauma. I, I didn't want to watch it before. Like I had just gone camping where there were spiders and I was okay with them, I, you know, but like just, it, it was awful. And something we're going to, uh, I'll put online uh, with this episode I made, I filmed myself watching this movie and I was jumping and covering my, like I was physically exhausted from like my reactions and like not being able to watch it. Uh, and I'll put together a little highlight, highlight reel for you guys. Um, <laughs> but now, now quick question. Had you, did you watch it when you were a kid? Yes, I watched. Oh, it. you had seen it. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So we were bringing. Yeah, you I back watched it to... when I was. Got it. You were bringing me back to this like extremely, you know, it's like people who have real trauma in their lives. This is like nothing, obviously, but like, <laughs> uh, this this felt like tr that was revisiting trauma. You know what I mean? Like this this was like a very visceral thing that happened in my life, and like I was. I was terrified in the worst ways possible as a kid, as a result of seeing this movie. So now since watching it this time, do you get up in the middle of the night and then like stare at Allie while she's sleeping? <laughs> I do that already for different reasons. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Fair enough. So nothing's changed. We're good. And we do, we do sleep in separate rooms. I'm not allowed in the bedroom. What? <laughs> it was a joke. Um, Marika, what's, yeah. what's, <laughs> like, do you have a, do you have a personal history? With the I've I'd never seen it. This was my first time watching it. Awesome. Because when that movie came out, there was the ad on television. And I don't know. I, mean, I assume you both saw the movie. So you probably remember the movie more than the ad. But in the ad that they played on television, that was terrifying. Because you saw, among other things, I remember two things. You see when the girl's in the shower and the oh, spider jumps yeah, on her face. Yeah. And then I remember, uh, but the most, the scariest part is that they put the clip of when they're watching Family Ties and the spider comes on the TV. But uh, in the ad, they made it look like it was actually on your TV. And so you thought there was a spider in your living room. Oh, God. And I was like, I, there is no way I'm going to see that movie. And I was, an, I, I was a really bad arachnophobe when I was a kid until probably my mid-20s. So there's no way. There's absolutely no way that I was going to watch it. So this was my first time. So as a first-time viewer, what, what did you think? I mean, it was delightfully 90s. <laughs> like it doesn't get more like 90s like standard american family living you know what i mean <laughs> like it's just so i don't know there's just that period of time in movies where it's just so i want to see i want to say vanilla but that's not quite it like there's that there's a feeling in movies from that era with like the perfect house and i mean obviously the house isn't perfect because <laughs> You know, it's got issues. It had some issues. It's got some issues. But you know what I mean? Like, there's an aesthetic of that era that I that I really like. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't... I don't know what I was expecting. I kind of knew that it wasn't properly a horror, because it's not a horror movie, right? No. No, it's no. black comedy. And so I kind of knew that. I thought that I would be more freaked out than I was. 
Because I used to be a really bad arachnophobe, and I wasn't freaked out at all. Why do you think that was? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, Because I actually like spiders now, I think I was more in awe of what they managed to do with living spiders. Just for people who can't see Michelangelo now, he is constantly having <laughs> some spasms and, uh, what do you call those, chills? <laughs> just Yeah, every time, just keep like, happening, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, I was watching it, and and for some reason I thought that it was going to be mostly fake spiders. And I mean, there's a lot of really bad fake spiders. Like, there, there are a few bits where I was, especially at the beginning, I think that that's what kind of broke it for me, is that at the very beginning, there's a lot of really bad fake spiders. And I was like, oh, geez, this is going to be like an hour and a half of really bad fake spiders. But then it got better, but I'd already, like, like that had already broken in my mind of like, oh, this is... Obviously, I know that it's a fake story and I know that it's a movie, but like there's just that little like it clicked and I went, uh, ew, fake spiders. So then when the real spiders came on, I was like, oh, they did work with real spiders. And you know what I mean? Like it, it turned into like a, my brain went into production mode of like, oh, how did they get the spiders to do this? And, you know, it's actually it's, it's pretty fascinating. They, they used almost majority was was real spiders. Yeah. Australian spiders. And they um. I thought they were from New Zealand. I thought Australian. I, I read. I read, I read Australian. Australian as well. Oh, pr I'm probably wrong then. But um, but what was fascinating? It's like you know, even like Jeff Daniels and some of the other like big actors on this. You know, John Goodman. They said that you know their takes were all centered around the performance of the spider. So they yeah. would do like 21 takes uh, of a scene, just waiting for that spider to do the thing that they wanted. And uh, not a single spider was even harmed ever during the whole thing. I'm like, how is that possible? Yeah. But they're like, no, not a single spider was ever harmed. It's really wild. Just bring up Marika, what you're saying about like how the the fake spiders looked bad. Um, when you're yeah. when you're covering half of the screen, like when you put your hands up <laughs> because I can't watch it. Like what ends up, ha it's it's right. It's really it, it was a terrible thing for me to do because because I'm not fully looking at it and seeing it for the puppet it is. If you're if it's in partial right. view, it looks like a huge, scary, terrifying spider right yeah there were a couple God. things that i'm pretty sure that it was like a glove with spider legs on it. <laughs> like when when they when it comes out of the like the doggy the flap door thing like the doggy door yeah, yeah. pretty that sure that was like a glove segment. of like someone <laughs> reaching in i gotta i gotta say this i am surprised that this movie isn't more beloved it for me, if you replace the spiders with something else, I think I, I I would be able it would be more palatable for me and more watchable. But because of my legit like arachnophobia, it's very hard to watch. But it is I thought it was like there was only one thing I didn't like about this movie, and that's the the underscored music when John Goodman comes in. It's like we're not we don't need yeah. this. You're ruining you're ruining kind of like you're ruining John Goodman's uh, uh, performance. But um the rest of it, I thought it was very effective. It was scary. It was funny. It was well acted. It was it was like, you know, this is like Kathleen Kennedy and Frank Marshall and Steven Spielberg. So it's like the production value was like amazing. Amblin Entertainment doing Amblin Entertainment. And this this was the first uh, production um, uh, uh, released by Walt Disney Studios Hollywood Pictures. Um, 
which is, is pretty cool. And just like the, all the character actors in it, there's some Seinfeld crossover. Yep. Um, and Jeff Daniels gives like a legit great performance in this. Like I agree yeah, you see yeah. his, you see his journey so clearly throughout this movie. And he almost gets like, it almost becomes like evil dead there at evil dead two at the end. He gets a little, <laughs> not quite full ash, but like a little, it goes, you know, because it, it's like, Oh yeah, we're, we're, we gotta, we gotta like bring in the comedy a little bit. Yeah. I thought it was real. I was kind of surprised is a big word. I, actually, you just said something. I think Amblin entertainment is probably that like nineties family vibe that I mean. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And so yeah. when I see it in other movies, I'm like, Oh yeah, they were just ripping off Amblin because they, totally cornered the market on that um but yeah i was again surprised is probably not the i was pleasantly surprised to see how well woven all the elements of the story were like there was everything just kind of flowed it's like you know one of the examples is the wife that goes and takes the picture of the spider web at the beginning and mm -hmm. you're like oh that's just a thing so we can see the spider web but then that actually plays later and then you see her like putting up the pictures, but you don't see the last picture she she's mm -hmm. doing. And then there's a reveal, and like there's a lot of of those elements that are really well weaved into the story. And I feel like that's easy to get get it wrong and to be ham fisted with it, where you're like, oh, I guess I'm supposed to pay attention to this one thing because it's gonna come back later. But I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was well done. Frank Marshall was really good at laying in the breadcrumbs mm -hmm. as as what you. Like like the breadcrumbs, like the breadcrumb might be we're gonna show you that the wood is soft so that Jeff Daniels will fall through the wood, but you think as the viewer, oh, this is a chance for John Goodman to just be funny. So that's what you think is happening in that scene, but it actually pays off in the end with being a setup. So there's a lot of things he does throughout, though he weaves that into the film really well. And I mean, I have to believe that Frank Marshall, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, uh, you know, Steven Spielberg, these guys are all operating at a very high level at this moment. So it's like oh, yeah. they know how to tell a story. Yeah. Um, but, it, but but I agree with something you were saying, Michelangelo, that, that stuck out to me because, like, my wife, I, I tried to get her to watch it with me. And she started the first, like, five minutes, and then she was like, I, I can't. She's like, I, I, she was willing to do it just because Jeff Daniels was in it. But then she was like, I can't do this. So she got up and left and wouldn't do it. Then she had to run in and grab something while I was watching it, and she put her fingers in her ear and just went, na 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 and ran through the room, grabbed her and ran back out. I'm with her, man. This is, but this is why arachnophobia isn't, I think, a, a mainstay. The classic, it should be. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that that what they did was they executed a real fear of a lot of people. Yeah. And, and they did it so well that it's it's almost unwatchable in some ways for people that really have that fear. And I wondered oh, if some of the things that I, some of the things that I carry away from, like as a kid, I remember doing some certain things to prevent spiders, like checking shoes checking mm -hmm. every, you know all these things that i did as a kid and i wonder was that something that was taught to me or is that something that this movie was, oh, was the my movie. takeaway from the movie God, like this movie probably. leaves you with a hel healthy dose of fear of spiders because they're everywhere all the time yeah you played football mickey did that like yeah like were you thinking <laughs> about that every time you put your football helmet on as a kid sorry hold up guys i gotta i gotta check for spiders <laughs> no i I feel I feel like I grew out of the spider fears as I got older. So I, I would say like in my, you know, teens, I probably was not like that fearful of spiders, you know, but but definitely when I was younger, I couldn't be around spiders and I didn't like and arachnophobia, I think, may have been one of the reasons for that. So I say it's such a great film to put as a child fright because I, I wonder how many like 
people our age, uh, Michelangelo, especially ones that were like living in America that were probably promoted this movie in a certain way. You're like, oh, it's John Goodman. It's, you know, it's not, they didn't even like promote it like it was a horror. You're like, this will be fun. And you go and then you walk away and you're like, I cannot even go to sleep tonight. I have to like, you know, check my shoes. I cannot take a shower. I'm done with showers. No more showers. Oh, the shower is bad. Ooh. We're we're going to talk. We're going to talk about. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about if it belongs in the child fright section at the end of this, because I, I got some opinions about that. OK, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like the like the beauty of it is that. Is that like you said, it's such an insidious thing and there's not a single place that doesn't have spiders. I mean, maybe somewhere, but, you know, the, they exist pretty much everywhere. And it's not like like you said, Michelangelo, it's not a, it's not a made up monster. It's not something that's rare. And I think that that's why. It's so effective because yeah. everyone's going to cross a spider this week like, you know, you are or a spider web or, you know, so it's everywhere. So if it gets to you. You're you're stuck with that, and it's gonna be everywhere you look. Well, to talk about Amblin Entertainment, it's like what they did for Jaws and Sharks, right? But the difference yeah. is, is that not all of us, not all of us live on the coast and go to the beach every day. All of us go outside of our homes. But they're inside our homes too. <laughs> I I verbally shrieked. I don't I don't get I don't make noises during movies, but I I verbally like went eh, like that like. In my living room, when they came through the keyholes in the bathroom, I was oh, like, God. "Oh, oh no, no!" That no, was no. that was a nightmare. That the, the the ending was a nightmare. It was because I couldn't cover any. I like I. It's like I. I it, there's spiders everywhere. I can't just cover a part of the screen <laughs> that I'm looking at. They're fucking everywhere, man. Everywhere. Oh, it was terrifying. It was terrifying. I thought of you. I, I I was about an hour and like twenty thirty minutes in, and I was like. You know what? This isn't that bad. I I don't remember why it scared me so bad. I don't. And then the last thirty minutes, I'm like, I was like scratching my neck. I felt like little things crawling on my legs. I had ridden that movie almost to the end and been like, oh, I don't remember why this was such a big deal. And then it's like the last thirty minutes. It's like they're everywhere, and it's like everything that they can fall on, everything they can crawl on to just oh. Okay, Michelangelo is literally <laughs> clutching onto his his own chest. I I couldn't even. I couldn't. I couldn't. Like I have a Google Docs, right, where I keep notes for every show and every show is labeled with the movie that we watched. And this is just episode three because I couldn't put the name on there. It's like I just saying arachnophobia, the movie that like saying that name is very difficult for me to do. Like I kept I kept like 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 looking behind me. You'll see in the, the when I put the clip together, I kept I keep looking behind me just to make sure that there's not something behind me. You know what I mean? Crawling on the wall. Yeah. Well, what about Allie? What did she think? <sighs> she liked it. She, she enjoyed it. She enjoyed watching it with me. Um, uh, she thought she, she liked the movie. It was like a, it was, you know, she, she, you know, so it was a great, it's a great Amblin, like family esque type movie. Cute. I don't know. It's, it's, it's got some, it's, it's, to it. it's fun. It's not quite as serious as, as Poltergeist, right? But I think it's in that similar vein. Only I think this is scarier than Poltergeist. I mean, for the record, you do win the prize for the only person who got their spouse to watch it with him. Because I asked my husband, I was like, hey, Whoa. do you want to watch it with me? And he's like, no. <laughs> he's like, why? He's like, it's two things I hate. Horror movies and spiders. <laughs> so so you win. You wow. have the bravest, you have the bravest spouse. <laughs> yeah. She is the bravest. She is the bravest. 
what you know we were talking about how it's freaky because it's insidious and we know that there are spiders everywhere we live in a place where spiders that are around inside our houses apartments whatever won't kill us but imagine living in in australia and living in a place where spiders can literally kill you and watching that movie i feel like there's that's another level (laughs) because like you know i watched it and Mm -hmm. i was like okay well there's and i mean i live i live in the mountains and there's a ton of spiders here because i literally live in the woods but i know that nothing is gonna kill me or poison me like there are no poisonous spiders so it's it's fine but there are people for whom that's not the case (laughs) can't imagine so see at least we're lucky no needed to be said uh harking back to what mickey said about the breadcrumbs i hate to be one of these people but like i feel like even even with a movie that's supposed to be like a blockbuster summer like kind of family black comedy uh, horror film. Like they even, even that, like those movies used to take care to like put intelligence into their film and assume that the audience watching is an intelligent watcher. I think as a kid, you can watch the movie and get all the events and then watching it as an adult this time, I pick up on all the other stuff I just couldn't process when I was a kid. But both times, despite the fact that I was terrified, by these spiders it was effective and last night we watched uh men in black Allie and i and like it's a really like it has some really good things going on but it's terrible terrible storytelling especially when you compare it to something like like this like you said with all these breadcrumbs that are left and how yeah. everything pays off there yeah. the, the men in black is just like these like huge leaps and bounds in story like, like that, that does not make any sense it's like why is this happening now you know, right. but it was it was just nice to see like a well crafted story, like yeah, like real. executed by like like master crafts people. You know, at the top of their game. I mean, I would say that that that's arguably my. F- you know, I think there's a lot of fun stuff in that movie, but if I had to name one thing that was my favorite thing, is absolutely the screenplay and how it was written. That's I think that's the standout for me. Mm-hmm. There's again, there's a lot of good stuff, but. That was the thing that I, the movie actually ended and I went, man, that was really well written. And I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> like That's my first thought at the end of a movie. But that was that was it. Yeah, no, I, I, I was going to ask, you know, what's like one of like the takeaways, one of the things you really liked about the film. And and of course, for me, uh, I would agree the writing's good. It's uh, what Dan Jacoby, you know, it's a uh, dear Michelangelo. What's the writer? Same same guy who wrote Life Force. Really? Yeah. Life Force. Yeah. The story is by John Jacoby, John Jacoby, and Al Williams, and the screenplay is by John Don Jacoby. Jacoby. Don Jacoby and Wesley Strick. So. Well, well, Don Jacoby. I mean, he, I believe he did write. Did, didn't he write Life Force? I don't know. He did. Best part of Life Force. Go. No, I'm kidding. That's another. You know. You know. That's okay. We're not gonna get in there right now. <laughs> to, to circle back around, I, you know, talking about the breadcrumbs, the writing, all this. Jeff Daniels is great. Yeah, he's yes. great. But but the person who 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 actually I I actually thought won the show for me because I was ready to to like rule him out when I heard that cor- corny music come on. I you know I like John Goodman. No, he's good. He was great. He was on point. Yeah, yeah. he delivered the lines not in like a, he could have those lines he could have delivered in a very stupid way, but he he delivered them in such a funny, carefree like 
this is just who I am kind of guy way. Every time he was on, I I, I paid attention to him. He kind of he ate up each scene, you know, and he was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was good, and he wasn't he wasn't over the top. And I really appreciated that. And I was like, okay, good. I do remember him being a fun part of this movie, and he he really is. He he brings a lot to the movie. So. So to Jeff Daniels, thank you for keeping it grounded. To John Goodman, thank you for letting it, you know, for bringing in the levity when it, when it was needed. If I could do a, re, a fan edit of this film, uh, the first thing I would do is remove all the spiders and put in small bunnies because <laughs> that would be so cute. And Of course, baby quail. That would be so adorable. And the second thing I would do, and this is the only other thing I would do, um, is uh, remove that music that is scored under like those first two scenes with John Goodman, because they, they, it's like, it's, it's like it, I felt myself fighting an uphill battle with it because I'm trying to watch his performance. And like, he's doing more than you think he's doing. He's not yeah. just doing like a, a, you know, he's not, you would think like Sean Penn in fast times at Ridgemont high. It's like, Surfer dude, but it's like, no, he's like, he's really yeah. getting into something there. Right. But it's like you have this stupid music playing under it telling me how I need to, like, watch the scene, basically, you know? Yeah. Well, and I it, was, it was so colloquial and Roseanne-ish, you know? I was like, oh. I think that's what they were doing. We got the Roseanne guy. We got to Roseanne it up. <laughs> I didn't I didn't even notice the score. It's like, it like pulls up. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, man. Yeah. Yeah. I just I had my ears cleaned out recently at the doctor's office. So maybe I'm just picking up more sounds than you, Marika. Got some different frequencies going on. Yeah. I haven't cleaned my ears in four years. Whoa. Whoa. What do you mean you haven't cleaned your ears? I'm kidding. Is joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> like it sounded like a like a a Brooklyn hipster kind of like uh like I don't clean my ears anymore, man. They like it's like really bad for your natural microbiome. Oh, no. Uh-uh. No. Yeah, the 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 natural no. wax creates a certain type no. of like you can't you won't be able to hear music the way it was intended to be heard. Like you know when you listen to your right. records <laughs> on wax, on you wax. know <laughs> you don't you don't, you don't want a modern man's ear. You want an old <laughs> man's like nineteen sixties ear, man. Yeah. Records. See, so maybe that's what happened. Maybe with the, with the score, you were meant <laughs> to have some like ear gross buildup. And it like tempers it. Um, it tempers it and makes it, you know, that's acceptable. what it is. Speaking yeah. of, of, of like hipsters, uh, Ali uh, mentioned Brian McNamara, who plays Chris Collins, the intern who comes in. Um, she was like, he is like mm-hmm. visually, he is like what? That's like the young yeah, doctor. Yeah, the young doctor, the intern um, um, who comes in. He's like a nice guy. He's got the glasses. Uh, yeah. She's like, he right. looks just like, like what that you know the brooklyn hipster eventually becomes right later on in new york like she's like this is like the yeah. beginnings of that style you know what i mean it started um, with arachnophobia it started with arachnophobia and like brian mcnamara it was awesome to see him play not an asshole he has like a like he right. has a really cool career and like in the in the 90s he played a lot of assholes in everything so this was like I, this is the only movie i can think of where he doesn't play like like you know like the 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 ingenues like like shitty boyfriend or something you know what i mean and he's great in it he's fantastic everyone fucking knocks it out of the park yeah, in this agreed i absolutely he's my favorite character in the whole movie oh, he's great i thought 
he I thought he was great. I thought he looked great. Uh and when I I kind of just fell in love with him when there's that scene where he's in the house um yes, yes. With Jeff Daniels and the spider falls on the mm -hmm. table. Ugh. And then he's like, I can't move. And he just kind of explains. He's like, <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> Sorry, have a, yeah. and he's like, no, 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 you can do this. And I was like, yes, this is exactly the character that like he's grounded. And it was, he was just perfect. And I was like, I love him. He's my favorite yeah. now. <laughs> he is great. Who doesn't love a handsome young intern? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Oh that, no! Well, that oh, sounded worse. Yeah. Than it, that sounded a, worse. We want to put a. I'm putting a disclaimer <laughs> out there. I want to put a disclaimer. This is why we can't hire interns at the video shop. No, that sounded worse than it was. No, but you know, like they're like, okay, I don't want to go, but I'm gonna go. And then he's super smart, and he's like on top of things, and he's like not fearful, and it's great. I hadn't told you this yet, Marika, but. There was a reason we canceled the summer intern program two years ago. Remember last episode where you're like, hey, I have this joke that I'm not going to do. No, no, we're not. We're not making that. Yeah. We're not making that joke. Take a take a note from the previous episode. In the edit. <laughs> <laughs> but OK, so one other thing that I, I wait, we, did you Michelangelo, did you have something that you particularly liked? Have we talked about that? You talked about things like a one thing that you would change, but like if there's one thing that was your kind of highlight. I mean that like I loved the scenes with when the doctor is explaining why spiders are good. I love that that scene that you just described with uh with Chris. That's his character. Yeah, Chris uh and Jeff Daniels uh with Brian Bank. Like that's a wonderful scene. There's just I don't know. Like overall this was mm -hmm. like man, it's just like if I didn't have this issue with spiders, mm -hmm. this would probably be uh, like a regular rotation for me. That's how much I liked it. And like into what Mickey, you said earlier, I mean, I, I think that's exactly why it's not like on everyone's list around whenever, like, I don't think I, I wouldn't put this in a ha the Halloween category, Yeah, but this is definitely like up there with jaws and stuff for like summer must watches. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. um, uh, I just, I just like, I probably won't, but this has been a, like, a good way to face my fears. Um, good. Let me let me ask you guys this: Do you think you could do this if you if you got like cast in something? Um, do you think you could like deal with all these spiders in this capacity in order to like do a job, Mickey? Uh, I think at this age, um, I could, and. But I would I would need to talk with like the people who are running the show, like if it's for running the spider, you know, part of it and just kind of just kind of suss them out and make sure that these guys are legit. And I'm not signing on for something where it's like, you know, Bubba's backyard spider show. Well, <laughs> you're doing you're doing like an Amblin, like Kathleen Kennedy, Steven Spielberg, Frank Marsh. You know what I mean? Like, of course. Right. You're in you're in safe hands. I would this is why I'd step in blindly and I would be like, I trust what's happening here. But if, but if like, like a college student called me and said, Hey, I'm doing a student film. Uh, it's going to force you to be in a house full of spiders. No. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you go, you go fuck yourself. No. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Agreed on that one.
is that your maybe, Marika? Is that where the maybe's coming in? Like, it depends on, like, the production, I guess? I mean, obviously, if it's a student film, <laughs> no. But, uh, like I said, I was a total arachnophobe until I was in... We're all mid- beyond student film at this point. I mean, Michelangelo. <laughs> what are you doing for the next two weekends? <laughs> anyway. Um... Well, that's off. That's off camera. That's off. That's off camera stuff. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> talking about that. <laughs> Glendrill is going to be doing some amateur student <laughs> adult films. Anyway, um, that's behind the camera. It's no, a but thing. Um, no, but but seriously, again, before I stopped being an arachnophobe, absolutely not. But since reconciling my relationship with arachnids, I don't think it would be a problem. And I've had to work with spiders for shows that I worked on for a number of different contracts and so i've handled spiders and i've handled tarantulas and at this point i actually think they're kind of cute <laughs> so i'd okay. be okay with it for sure do you you handled tarantulas yeah i still can't do so i can't do like the big big ones was <laughs> it scary so it was okay long story short i was basically tell us everything what was the project <laughs> So, the, well, the, the first time I held a tarantula, I was, I was actually doing a training because I'd gotten a gig doing, like, hosting science kids parties for this company. And so it was this, like, reptile farm that did reptile shows and they were like, oh, we're going to do science things as well. And I love science and I wanted to do kids programming. So I was like, this is a perfect job for me. And so I had to do, like, my first aid training. And so they had like the reptile farm people and the science people doing their training together at the reptile zoo. So I was doing this with a bunch of people who had studied like invertebrates and who were used to handling reptiles and insects and all this other stuff. And I got to talking to them and I was like, I used to be a terrible arachnophobe. And, you know, just recently I'm reconciling that relationship and I'd like eventually to be able to hold a tarantula. And they're like, oh, you want to hold a tarantula? It's like, yeah, they're like, okay we'll get you a tarantula because there were obviously tarantulas in the zoo. (laughs) So like one day on lunch, they were like, okay, are you ready? We got you the cutest one. (laughs) So they brought out a pink toed tarantula and it's actually really cute. Like it's a smaller one. It's a tree climbing tarantula and it has like little, it's little feeties. It's like, it has little feety pajamas, but the feeties are pink and it's really cute. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I got to hold it and, and it was super cute and it weighs nothing. And it, it was a little startling cause it's a tree dwelling spider. So it jumps. Cause like, that's how it climbs. So it like would jump on me, Ooh. which, yeah. <laughs> oh god but it was, but it was, and I was like surrounded by the right people who like all loved arachnids. And so that helps. And then you're, they're like giving you interesting facts about like how they, what they eat and you know their behaviors and so it kind of like intellectualizes the experience so that was the first time i held uh, a tarantula but then i did other shows where i did i've actually worked on like two insect shows <laughs> which i don't know why but that's just kind of how it worked out but like the big big spiders like the big tarantulas i still can't do like the ones that can actually bite you 
I can't, I don't mess with that. Like that's where I draw the line, the big hairy ones with the fangs. And I remember actually when I was a kid, just to tell you like how arachnophobic I was when I was a kid, my grandfather had a Guinness Book of World Records and on one page there's like the world's biggest tarantula or whatever. I could not even flip the page upon which was printed that picture of a spider. Like I couldn't touch it. I like I couldn't. And I, one day I was like, okay, I'm gonna touch the picture of the tarantula. Totally identify and with I you. Could not do it. So I mean, I feel like I've come a very, very long way with my relationship with arachnids for sure. Yes, you have. <laughs> wow. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously, that's amazing, Marika. Every movie we review, like that we talk about, because we've been doing, because we've we've been doing this for a long time. This is the first time we've started recording these things. Um, but like, I always find out some new chapter thing in your life of like, and you always bury <laughs> the lead on these things. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm working. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I did this tarantula stuff. Yeah, of course. Or like, oh yeah, this S and M thing. Or like, oh yeah, this thing. Or that. Yeah, vampires. Yeah, I know about that. You know, I spent some time with vampires. <laughs> when you say it like that, <laughs> we'll 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 get to that stuff. It comes up in different movies, listeners. Um, but like Marika has led a very colorful and interesting life. Um, uh, Mickey as well. Uh, uh, but uh, Marika's she's got some stories. I, I just want to say that that I do think that you with the that's tarantula me, around me. skilled professionals who can teach you and show you about this animal, that sounds like a good therapy. I think what we've done to Michelangelo is, is somewhat akin to yeah. like a clockwork orange kind of therapy where it's like we are saying like this will fix you up your fear. Ali's putting eye drops on you. For our own personal gain. So one of my big questions about this was if you found it therapeutic at all, uh, Michelangelo. I'm guessing not really. Not really. No, actually, this was this was therapeutic, and um, we'll get into this more towards the end about like the section and stuff. But um, it was very therapeutic because, again, like, like, like I love how they set up why the spiders are so aggressive. Like the whole beginning segment, yeah. it's like it, it's so much more interesting than like some toxic goo or something right which is like its own type of yeah. like b-movie genre thing like eight i've seen eight legged freaks which actually like i can't believe i've actually seen that but i've watched it and one of the things that makes it watchable is like it's their big terrible cgi yeah, thing ridiculous. so like it seems more like <laughs> monsters and less like any anyways yeah but like i think one of the reasons that like like other than confronting something that that like scared you or terrified you as a child and like confronting those things, those are those are like positive things to do, especially when it's something like a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not I'm yeah. not doing what Marika was doing. I'm not like actually holding like a tarantula or something. Um, it's always a good thing to do that type of thing. And then when it's something that's so good, that made it like if this had been a bad movie. Like it would have made the experience all that much worse, maybe. I don't I don't know. But the fact that it was good made me Oh my god, you'd be so mad at Mickey. May maybe or may I don't I don't know the effect it would have had, but like the fact that it was good definitely was like a positive thing for me because I'm like, oh now I've seen this good movie for like real as an adult, and I'm glad that I had that experience. What about you, Mickey? Like revisiting well, it, I, like I will say that yeah, it scared me as a kid. Um I, it was creepy and crawly, and I felt the the childlike fright, 
more watching this than I'd have anything else we've watched. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of fun. Um, probably more than I've felt in a long time as far as just like jumping out of my seat and feeling like, ah, you know, because I actually I tend to avoid bug movies. There's something that really bothers me, like swarms of things yeah. bother me. I don't know why. It just, oh, I can't, I, I, I hate it. And it's not just spiders it's anything like there was once this movie about ants that i saw when i was a kid that it probably did twice the amount of damage as arachnophobia because arachnophobia was funny and john goodman was there and he you know says things like rock on and it's shooting you know (laughs) (laughs) for me it wasn't a big therapeutic leap but it was definitely like a thing i was like wow i this is terrifying (laughs) it still makes me like shiver and like scratch my legs like there's something on my legs I also have like really hairy legs. So they're constantly like, you know, something feels like it's brushing up against it. My best, my best friend, Chris, as he's a very hairy person. And whenever I see him with his shirt off, his shoulders are so hairy. They remind me of like tarantula, like spider hair. And it kind of scares me a little bit when I see him in like a tank top. I once, I once uh, shaved an M into his back. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, so listeners, so when 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 Marika gives me a hard time for making Michelangelo watch this movie, remember this is the guy that's shaving letters into people's backs. <laughs> this is the guy. I did it like, to my dad too. I mean, let's that, that, not make a list of the shitty things Michelangelo has done because there's there's a list. Oh, let's not let's not do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> uh, back back to the movie. Uh, uh, I just I had to point out the the scene where he's sleeping and he wakes up and he we think there's a spider on his wall and it's just the mm-hmm. shadow of the hook. I have had that exact scenario happen multiple yeah. times in my life where like there's something casting yeah. a shadow. I wake up, it's something that's casting a shadow like that and it is terrifying and I go to like kill it. Only like I don't recognize that it's not, like I don't have the moment where he's about to, like I have the moment of like, smacking it and hitting it and why they're like oh it's and then like someone else freaking out like what's going on and it's like oh i was hitting the hook on the wall go back to bed like like a grown-up like a grown-up does there are a couple notes that i made in here but one of the things was that i i really appreciated that they kind of went with like every terrible scenario you can imagine happening with a spider it's like they (laughs) touched every point in this movie the toilet seat oh god I checked toilet seats nope, for no, years. No, no. For years, I would stick my head in the toilet and look under the rim to make sure there wasn't anything in there. The shower. The shower. Oh, a football helmet. Oh, a shoe. Oh, yeah. popcorn. It's like, what else can we ruin for people? Mm. Your lamp. Um, everything. They ruin like, everything. Yeah. Can you imagine being in the theater as they're eating the popcorn and you're eating your bucket of popcorn? Oh, my God. Like, yes. Oh, God. It's like this is how this is what I mean. This movie has to be so good to have been successful because it's doing everything in its power to turn you away. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. The one thing I just did not get, and I thought there was no place for I mean, besides John Goodman's like, you know, wrestling intro music, um, which would be terrible wrestling intro music, by the way. <laughs> it would. <laughs> that would be the funniest fucking <laughs> intro music for like wrestler. what's your wrestler name? Delbert McClintock. <laughs> You just spray other wrestlers in the eyes with poison. That's how you win. Oh my god! Like you have a big shoe that you just like drop on them. <laughs> I did not understand. I didn't think there was any like it was totally like unnecessary, not even funny. 
was the uh when he's having to check the football players oh yeah turn your head and cough oh yeah oh that that reminded me <laughs> i had to do that with my my high school girlfriend's mom was a nurse and she came to the school and like i wasn't on a team or anything they were just doing this like checkup thing that i had to do and like really i had recently started dating her daughter and that was an interesting experience what? that was like? an interesting experience did they look alike what <laughs> i don't think i don't <laughs> i was the Ew, one no <laughs> mickey not her i was <laughs> no. jesus christ Oh, you mean in the face? Um, what are you saying? Yes, did they look like in the face? Did they did they favor? No, no, no. They looked. She looked. Her mom looked like Annette Benning. Oh, Ooh. oh. Her mom looks just like Annette Benning. It's pretty crazy. So wait, wait. So wait. Is this a thing that like happens regularly? Yeah. A lot. Every yeah. year, your athletic checkup. Yeah. Turn your head and cough. Yep. What? Yeah. Yeah. Why? It's for uh, what is it for, Mickey? It's for hemorrhoids, right? Or no, no, uh, no hernia, 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 hernia. They, they, yeah, they hernia. put their fingers underneath, underneath your two uh, testes, balls, testicles, underneath your sexy son of a bitch. They put their two fingers uh, back behind no, them. Yeah. Okay. No. No, but they make you cough because they should be able to feel if you have Stop any it. kind of Sorry, protruding uh, <laughs> muscle tissue right there. I also feel like I didn't go to the kind of high school where that kind of thing would have happened. That's weird. You asked ask G. I'm sh- ask any of your I hockey am, plan. I am sure G has never had his testes touched in high school. Hundred percent. Ask your hockey bros. Be like, did did this happen? I'll uh, tell you. Ask them. I don't have any hockey bros. We'll, we'll do an Instagram post on this. You didn't hang out with any hockey dudes in Ottawa? I wasn't cool enough for that. He's been watching too much in Letterkenny. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Anyway, anyway. So I have regularly had that checkup done in high school. Every beginning of the year, you go to your you know athletic physical, and you'd have to have it done. But I have never in my life. Have I ever had to do it with all this lined up in a row and with the doctor not changing gloves in between, just going for each one after the other? I mean, but that's the whole point, right? Is that like he's coming into this new town. He's going to be like the big shot, like town doctor. And then the other guy decides not to retire and he's reduced to one patient and touching a bunch of teenage boys testicles. Like, that's the whole thing. And that's, I thought that was really effective because he was like, oh, yeah, thanks. Cool. I got a gig. And he's literally like cupping balls one after the other. It's super effective. I thought it was great. It was a different time, Mickey. I feel like because I didn't know that that was a thing that actually happened when I saw that, I was like, yeah, this is outlandish. I mean, this, this was written by somebody who grew up in a different era. So it's quite possible that he did have that exact experience. You know what You're I mean? Right. That that You're right. in the, yeah. in the fucking fifties, sure. like that's how they did it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Also, I'd like to point out, I think we've spent the most time talking about the balls section of the movie than we have any <laughs> other part of this film. <laughs> uh, Peter Jason, who plays Henry uh, Beechwood, the coach, I always think that's Meatloaf. Like there were years where I just thought <laughs> he was Meatloaf. Yes, but he's not Meatloaf. Meatloaf didn't start. Yeah, this this guy's been. He's worked with John Carpenter. He's worked with like I can't remember the other d- big director's name. You know, he did like uh, uh, the Warriors. Um, 
shoot, I can't think of his name right now. Anyways, someone's listening and like they're like, oh, it's this. Um, Good. How do you have your own anyways, podcast? It's like they're they're. they're <laughs> I know. Walter Hill directed the Warriors, by the way. Walter Hill. That's who I was trying to think of. Walter Hill. Thank you, Mickey. Again, Mickey. How amazing you are, Mickey. <laughs> I love the trope of the mortician who's like eats around yeah. the dead body. I love that. I love, it. I love that it was like Perfect. in this. Love a good mortician. Uh, one thing before we wrap this up, because we're we're getting to that hour where I have to go take the bus, but there's one thing I don't know if you guys saw it. Is if you, it's actually not on the DVD, but I found it online on YouTube. There's like a making of. And it's it was like a half hour special, I guess, that they made. Like it was a special show that would have been on TV. Because, you know, remember when they used to do that? When they used to like do a promo like half yeah. hour to be like, oh, we're going to talk about like this movie or whatever. Yeah. And it is so like delightfully ni- 1993. It's just such like a. I, I started watching it after watching the movie, and it just brought me like way back to early '90s TV, and it was a delightful. <laughs> so I highly recommend, like, if you want a, just a little supplement, to, and like they talk a lot about you know how they worked with the spiders, you know it is a making of, but then you know. With, they talk about, for example, Jaws, where they say, you know, the thing about Jaws is that, you know, you can be afraid of sharks, but if you're not near the water, it's not a problem. And the like, they're using all these old film clips and talking about horror movies. And it was really great. It was really, really good. So I recommend that as like a supplemental content. You say, you say it's on yeah. YouTube? If you put in like making of arachnophobia, it'll come up. So that's my secondary recommendation. I marked three arachnophobia quotes I liked. Okay. Um, the first one is, I've already said it, which is a rare 74 Miller Lite with a misprint on the label. Perfect. You should go over to my house and check it out sometime. <laughs> Delivered so well. Yeah. Um, the, the other one was the one I also already said where he comes walking in with the spray guns, rock and roll. And he's like shooting out all the spiders. And then the final one is Jeff Daniels when he's in the basement. And he just says, not the chateau. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. When he like hits the spider with the bottle of wine and he like the sound effect they use, the thunk sound, like I needed that thunk because it brought like like hilarity and levity to what was a terrifying yeah. moment. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just thunks it and I'm like, I immediately like, oh, okay, I'm here now. I, I feel a little more and and because we there's no there's really not like it's all animatronics at this point right so like i i I was able to sort of settle into the hilarity and the spectacle that is the ending of this movie and it is a spectacle they they like really like like i i do feel like there's a couple of things that they could have tied up better like i love the the character who's the um the investigator um uh james handy who plays milt briggs who's like kind of like on jeff daniel's side um uh, i love that guy in this movie and like i would have liked to have seen some conclusion with him and same thing with i was thinking maybe the sheriff character Stuart peck and like i was hoping something would happen there too um he that ruined cereal cereal and 
popcorn I did not eat for a long time after seeing this movie because I was afraid I was going to yeah. reach in and get a handful of cereal or something. <laughs> and the popcorn. And, and now we're we're back to square one. Yeah, we're here at this moment, guys. Who would you recommend this to? Uh, I want to start with Marika. Very confidently said. <laughs> Thank you, Marika. <laughs> I mean, I would honestly recommend this to anyone who is not an arachnophobe. Because I think that it's a really great film and it's really well written and it's really well directed and there are some seriously impressive feats of spider directing. Um, so yeah, any but if you're an arachnophobe, sorry, Michelangelo, but if you're an arachnophobe, it's like not, it's almost not worth taking the hit because it's just gonna make it worse. Like, yeah. So that cuts out a lot of people because I think arachnophobia is like the second most common phobia so that's a lot of people who who aren't going to watch it but for anyone else who's looking for something because that's the thing is that it's not particularly like if you're not afraid of spiders it's a little like heebie-jeebies but it's a it's a thriller like it's not a horror movie it's not like if your kids aren't afraid of spiders i think that's a fun movie that you can watch with them or yeah or if anyone who's not afraid of them it's a fun movie to watch so i would say everyone except arachnophobes I'm I'm going to I'm going to almost 100% agree with Marika on this one and and go with uh anybody with the caveat being that uh especially if you like creature like creature features if you like those kinds of films then this is a great one as long as you're not deathly scared of spiders. It's like that is the one thing. It's a fun one for anybody. I yeah, it's like like Marika said, anybody I would recommend it to. I just with that caveat being like if you're deathly scared of spiders, this will not help you. <clears throat> and yet, you're. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna start out. I gotta disagree with you guys here. Um, you know, every of course everyone's an individual, right? So you need to like feel them out if they have an issue with spiders. But this this is my thing. I'm gonna put a if we if if I, we gotta move this from child fright. Because I don't think children should see this because I think a child's mind, maybe maybe it's different now. Children are a lot smarter than they used to be, I feel. But like, uh, I feel stronger coming out of this, not weaker when it comes to my fear situation after watching this film. So I think this is a, a good safe place to like move forward with that. If you have an issue with spiders and if you do have an issue with spiders, this movie is kind of fun in that you will be scared by it. Oh. It's going to do its job. Um, yeah. uh, so like I, <laughs> the whole time I was watching this, I was like, I got to put a cage. Like if this is staying in the child fright section, it's got to have a cage over it. <laughs> and it's like you have to get special permission if you're under a certain age to watch this <laughs> movie. Because like it's it, which is only going to draw kids into it more, really. Yes, absolutely. But um, I couldn't. I, I, I would never recommend this to a kid. I would recommend this to anyone who has like an issue with spiders and maybe wants to confront that, or anyone who like loves a good horror comedy. Because this is like I feel like this is maybe one you haven't seen, despite the fact that it's like a well-known movie i feel like it's just not talked about and, I, and like we've said before it's not talked about because it really does touch nerve with people yeah you know 
But as as a person who was traumatized by this as a child and like put off watching this for as long as possible, I got to say, I'm glad that we did this and I'm glad that I watched it. And like, I feel like a lot of the fear that was trapped up around it has sort of like been released in a way. You know, I thought it was going I thought it was going to be worse than it is. I thought I wouldn't be able to sleep. I thought I wouldn't be able to eat and like but like like it's not it's not that thankfully knock on wood. Um like it was, you know, and I think it's because it was such a good movie. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm really glad to hear that. <laughs> All right, we're done with this episode. We're done with the series. Um I really have enjoyed watching these three films. I love listening to you talk about your childhood. I want to revisit our childhood again in another series at some point. Marika, can you can you send us off in a little French? Just say whatever you want. Just say whatever you want. Something about the movie, maybe the series, maybe about me, maybe about Michelangelo. How do you say how do you say spider in French? Araignée. It sounds better in French. Everything sounds better in French. <laughs> all right, so we're out. We're done. So just send us off. Send us off. So we can all we can all be done with this and go <laughs> home. Off, I gotta Marika. go home. I gotta French, go home. Please. Okay. Okay. À tous les soirs, les gars sont inquiets. Oh, j'ai-tu barré la porte? J'ai-tu pas barré la porte? Moi, j'ai appris il y a longtemps qu'ils oublient tout le temps de barrer la porte ou comme juste assez souvent que c'est jamais fait. Donc, avant même qu'on descende, à toutes les semaines, je m'assure d'aller barrer la porte. Fait en tout cas, il va aller vérifier, là, mais je peux vous dire tout de suite, on est en sécurité. Ça fait depuis tantôt que la, barre, la porte est barrée. Bonne soirée!